I am way beyond a fanatic. I'm God-possessed. Get it straight. There ain't a demon on the planet that likes Mark Barclay anymore. If that's you, clap and shout one. Say, I am God-possessed. You better get ready. Did you bring a Bible? What a tremendous day to be a Christian, and I hope you are one, and if not, ask the Lord to come live in you right now. Call us, and we'll tell you what to do next. And you can change your eternity and your destiny forever. Please do it. Plus, you'll never be sorry that you walked with God and beat all this darkness, all this evil, and be able to live a good life while you're on this planet. Right now, we're in a series called Breaking Soul Ties. I'll hold it up for you in case you want to get it. I recommend that everybody everywhere has this series and listens to it over and again. Why? Because soul ties seem to be one of the number one things that the enemy uses. You get a wrong tied soul to another, it's disastrous. Plus, in this series, we're teaching on how does a human stop from vexing his own soul. Most people live with a vexed soul. They kind of do it to themselves. There's a way out of that. I teach it in the series. And so I'll teach it here some on the telecast. I want, I, I want you to get it all. That's why I'm here. Pray for us, will you? If you can send a letter, a testimony. We love testimonies. Send some financial seed. You don't have to, but when you do, it's a great blessing. Get your Bible and get some notes and get ready. We're going to study the Bible, and it's going to be awesome on Soul Ties. I do believe that I will receive absolutely everything that God has for me today. In Jesus' name, say amen and clap real good. Whoa, yeah. Welcome once again to all of you that have joined us by television here at Living Word and Mark Barclay Ministries. We call you blessed. Thanks for being our friend. May you feel and know the same anointing that's in this house right now. I uh, started a series and uh, we're calling it uh, Breaking Soul Ties. Say it. Breaking Soul Ties. And so um, I had, we've had some interruptions with my travels but I'm back, and so this morning and tonight, we're going to talk about how to break soul ties. Uh, before we look into our first verse, I want to update you, because it's been a service or two since I did uh, session number one with you on breaking soul ties, and that was about human emotions. And we talked about how Lot uh, vexed his soul uh, every single day with the lifestyle of the people he was connected to. I'll say it again. Soul, uh, excuse me, Lot, Abraham's nephew, the Bible says he vexed his righteous soul. So God saw Lot as the bloodline of the righteous. But even as bloodline of the righteous and a relative to great father Abraham, he vexed his soul by the lifestyle of those that his soul got connected to. He also lost daughters to worldly boys because of his tie, soul to soul, 
with other people in the city where he lived. Now, the word vexed, uh, I'm, just re- I'm just rehearsing where we've been. The word vexed comes from a Hebrew, wo- uh, Hebrew word, if you care, quasar. And quasar means to dock off in English. Dock off means I'm docked, I'm in the harbor, but I've undone my ropes, and whatever wind blows, I'll slowly drift out of the harbor and out to sea and be on my own. Lot um, did not do so well once his, he permitted his soul to be tied to sinners. And it was a form of the worst kind of curse that a human can have. If soul ties are not biblical, soul to soul, emotion to emotion, feelings to feelings, then they will vex you and curse you. And the longer they have a hold on you, the more your life will be cursed. Some people, though they were abused by a parent, a teacher, they never get free from that because it's connected to their soul. Many victims that are abused victims cannot break away from the abuser because even though they hate what's being done to them, there's a soul tied to that person and, uh, and they can't get free all of their life. And so we understand that this is no light matter. When the angels came to Lot and said, judgment has come to the city, you need to get your family and get out of here. Lot, still having enough sense to rescue his kids, grown up kids, he went to them, his two daughters, and said, judgment has come, you need to come with me. But the Bible says those girls married worldly boys and those young men said, you get out of here you're not putting this religious stuff on us. And if you ever want to see your daughter again, Lot tried to tell them, I will never see my daughter again, neither will you. If you don't listen to me, this is not about religion. This is about judgment. And, they, and the Bible says these two sons-in-laws mocked Lot. They also died in the judgment of God. All of my life, my heart has hurt for people who know to do right and they do not do it and they crash and burn. I never have been able to understand, especially people who have sat under my ministry. I'm a pretty straight preacher. I, there are other pretty straight preachers, but, um, you know, it's like Brother Copeland said to me uh, not too long ago. He said, Mark, when you preach, people agree and they disagree. But what they don't do is misunderstand where you're coming from. And so I never can understand why people like Samson fell to a soul tie when his daddy tried to warn him to leave Delilah alone. His daddy tried to stop him. If you study the Bible, Uh, Samson's daddy tried to tell him, you don't pick a girl from there. You pick somebody from the righteous. You don't pick that girl. And he went anyways. Now, he wasn't in love with her. We've been through this before at Living Word. But they had nudity together. They had sex together. They had perfume. They had candles. He went and toyed with her. She, She toyed with him. She was an enemy agent. Imagine sleeping with the enemy and pretending like it's okay. But he did. But this is not a news flash to Samson. He toyed with her. And every time she would bind him 
try to find out his secret, she would, he would lie to her, the man of God. She would say, aha, I know the secret. He would, she would bind him and call for the enemy soldiers to come and arrest him or kill him. This isn't a love scene. This is ridiculous. Time and again, not once, not twice, time and again. And Samson kept his power for the longest time and his ability in God. He'd break those bands, whether they were string, rope, hair, cloth. He'd break those bands by the power of the living God and chase off the enemy. But once Delilah got in his soul, the Bible says very clearly, he resisted the, uh, it wasn't the, he didn't resist the, the bed, but he, you know, he didn't fall to that. He didn't lose his power over that. See, you can sin and not lose everything. I keep telling people this. Though we don't condone sin, sin is painful, it's horrible. We don't condone it here, but we don't condemn you who do it. But you got to get out of it as fast as you can because with every sin, sooner or later, there becomes a human. You play around with pornography, it's an image, it's a video. They're actors. They're not real to you. Wake up. But if you keep fooling around pretty soon, you'll be meeting somebody, talking to somebody. See, you and I have a scarlet thread. We are only, most of us met only because of the scarlet thread of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ. God called us together. We're knit together, man. We're sewn with a big needle. And, and ever so often, you know, if you know how to sew, you, you run that needle through. And if you want it to last longer, you don't run it just through like this and make one little knot at the end. If you want to strengthen the stitch, you run it through and you run it through and you put it through the loop and you tie it every Every single time, and that's what we used to do in the combat zone, and it was as strong as the manufacturers threading on machines. When if if you're threaded with strength through the gospel, then you're, we're not here by soul ties in the church. We're here by blood ties. We're bound together by love. We're not bound together by emotions. But even in the house of God, you can get in big trouble. Uh, among yourselves by locking your soul instead of keeping this spiritual. Pretty soon you're involved in raising each other's kids and you're gossiping each other and then there's someone that they don't like what your kid did and they don't like what back what you said about their kid and before you know it, we've got these little groups going. This little group here is against this little group here and it's all demonic, satanic, the book of James says, and sensual. Sensual is of the soul. Let's look at my first verse for today. I won't, don't faint like we're just starting the sermon now, okay? Um, but I want you, if you will, to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4 with me. Amen. Thank you. 1 Timothy chapter 4. This is very, very serious, serious stuff I'm teaching right now. Now, the Bible says, back to Samson, while you're turning to this verse, 1 Timothy chapter 4. The Bible says about Samson that it was not until... Delilah and her words, words are of the mouth, not her, not her bed, not her nudity, not her perfume, not her candles, not her trap. It was her words, words that got into Samson's soul 
that snared him and he lost everything. Samson was never restored. He died a blind man, no eyeballs. There wasn't a family member with him when he died. He never died at home. He never had one of his lovers to hold his hand. His daddy wasn't there. His mama wasn't there. He died in an enemy camp, chained to two pillars. God didn't endorse Samson to pull the, temp- the enemy temple down that day, the Colosseum. God honored his covenant, the Nazarite vow. You don't touch the dead. You touch no alcoholic beverage on your lip. And you don't cut your hair a certain way. That was the vow that Samson took. When Samson was in a position, he touched no dead. He drank no booze. And his hair began to grow out. God Almighty said, regardless of his condition and regardless of his disobedience to his father and regardless of being snared by Delilah in his soul, I will still honor my covenant as his hair grows out his strength will return. And it just so happened they had chained him to each pillar to mock his life. You get a soul tie with a sinner, it's a matter of time. It doesn't matter if it's business. It doesn't matter if it's romance. It doesn't matter if it's whatever. Once that, once that stitch is made between their emotions and your emotions, they pull the, the needle tight, uh, you're on your road to destruction. They will mock you. They're not for you. Many, many people, Christians, don't understand. Jesus said, the children of this world are wiser when it comes to this world than the children of light, quote, unquote. You can't outsmart the sinner when it comes to sin. Now, if you were a dirty sinner and an idiot like I was before I met Jesus Christ, you might have a little spiritual street smarts to you, and you can see it coming. But most Christians, totally naive totally gullible, totally fall, totally dream that, 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 that you're going to be okay. Now, here's my issue. I said this about 10 minutes ago. I never have understood why myself, yourself, anybody can start walking out of the ways of God, making decisions that take your life out of the ways of God. And while you do it, your mind tells you that you'll still be under the grace of God, that everything will be okay. God's going to bless you. God's going to help you. See, that, is, that could be one of the most damaging, damnable, not cussing, but you know, it'll damn your soul. One of the most damnable things you could do is let your mind teach you that you can break the rules of the New Testament and just do your thing and have your mind say, I'm going to be blessed. God's going to honor my dream. Everything's going to be awesome. And I'm, going to, I, I'm just going to go on. I, I may have stole that, but, uh, you know, I'm going to wear it uh, with pride. It's amazing to me that people think, like Samson thought, that you just keep tripping the levers, just keep tripping the levers, and you just think your strength is going to stay and everything's going to be okay. This is not so. You're awful quiet. Did you rob a bank this morning or what are we? There may not be anything I could name this morning more lethal than a soul tie that's not biblical. Or a soul tie 
that's double, I call it double-threaded. Example, Vicky and I have always honored our parents. My mama's, my mom is the only one we have still alive, and we take care of her and honor her the best we know how, best we've been taught. But we always honored our parents. But when I married Vicky, I, uh, I set her mom and dad down, and I said, she has to leave and cleave. We'll always honor you. You'll always be her father. You'll always be her mother. And I'll make sure of that. Now, wait a minute. This is a sinner guy. I wasn't born again then. But somehow I knew, I didn't say leave and cleave, but you know, that's, we, that's what we call it. I, I said, I, I, can't, I can't be married to, to Vicki and be a husband to her. And, and the two of us are tight. If she's going to run home to you every time we have a disagreement, you're going to leave the house. Or as it's called, we can't cut the apron string and she comes to you still for warm milk. That's not disrespectful. Unless you say it disrespectful. But I said, I would enjoy your, us being together as a family. And I told Mama Shirley, she was a little stronger than Vicky's dad. And I said, I, we, we want to be family. We want you involved in our lives. We're young. I don't know everything. Uh, help us. I'm not pushing you away. I just have to, under, I, I have to know that you understand that the soul tie with all children and parents, it's there. You can't help it. You're developing their soul. As you grow up, certain one of those soul ties have to be snipped. Right? So, it, uh, you know, I'm 19 years old. I married your daughter. I don't want you to ground her anymore. We have to snip that. I didn't know about soul ties then. I just knew this had to change. Now I do. So a lot of people, they, they're, they're soul ties that are not evil, like what I just illustrated. That's not evil. That's not of the devil. But it would have ruined our lives if I would have married Vicki and her mother. Right? Or Vicki and her father. So somewhere along the growth system, and I should say not growth because you think eggs, but maturity system, there's certain soul ties that were right at the time, but now need to be massaged and adjusted in order for everyone to keep their place in life. And we all live in harmony. And uh, that's how God meant for this to be. There are good soul ties. The, Randy and I, I'm looking at Randy, that's why I'm picking on him. Randy and I have a soul tie. We're like David and Jonathan. We've been doing this since, you know, 30 years, 30, almost 31 years. We're connected. It's not just I'm the boss and he's the assistant or I'm the pastor and he's a parishioner. No, no, no. We're connected deeper in that. We, we, we've helped raise each other's kids. There's others in here. I'm using him. We've helped raise each other kids. Now we're helping raise each other's grandkids. We're friends, man. Well, you know, if Randy ever went somewhere, I wouldn't curse him for leaving me. I'd bless him. What can I do for you? Uh, you know, it's, it's David and Jonathan, Jonathan and David. There are, th th you can have friendship that's, that's, that's thicker, you know, than even blood relatives. At Galen's Dunn Memorial Service, I brought up a phrase that I've heard many times, and, um, it's called blood is thicker than water. And we, I heard that since I was a kid. But I've really heard that since I've been around church people. But the connotation I, ever, I always heard it in, the preachers would preach that, uh, you know, even a couple of my fathers in the faith would say, now, Mark, you remember that blood, meaning relatives, 
the bloodline, the family tree, that that blood relative thing is thicker than, than the water of water baptism. So you can't always rely on people. If, if uh, you know, Brother John messes up and you've got to deal with him, all of his relatives are going to automatically take his side because blood is thicker than the commitment through water baptism to be spiritual brothers. That's not always true. That's not always true. But I learned a new uh, definition of blood is thicker than water as a Marine in Vietnam. You don't know how tight you are to the guy next to you until you can't figure out anymore whose sweat is on you, his or yours. And until his blood splatters on your face and your blood splatters on his face, you have no idea what deep respect and lifetime commitment you have with this man. Because blood in combat binds people together tighter than water from the mother's womb if you're born into the same family. I don't hate my brothers. I love them. Thank God they're Christians. And we were able to lead them to Christ. My one brother's in heaven. And uh, I'm okay with my brothers, but we're not tight. We're not close. Your family might be. Uh, but I, I honestly can support the scriptures to say that in the body of Christ, there, there is a Christian friend that's actually closer than a brother. Amen. Combat. Combat. One of the things that Vicki and I are learning now, you know, we've been married 41 years. We dated for five. And, and believe it or not, we still talk to each other. Some people quit that after the first year. One of the things we've discovered in our life that's made us so powerfully married and made both of us so stable and strong in the time of trouble is that we're combat uh, proven. Her and I have been through, we've been through so many battles together, raising you, raising the church, raising kids, raising up preachers, you know, fighting for our lives, beating cancer, beating this, beating that, 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 uh, you know, even in a married couple, there's a combat connection, soul to soul. I lost track of most of the men that I worked with in Vietnam for different reasons. I ran into one, or actually he hunted me down. I told you this story a couple of years ago now. I flew and met him in Houston. And uh, we bumped into each other for the first time last year, I think it was, or 20, maybe, two, maybe 2009. I, we, for the first time since 1973, we drank out of the same canteen. We uh, splattered blood on each other. We held each other tight as brothers hoping to go home to our mamas and our brides. It, 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 it didn't take much. We hadn't communicated, no letters, no nothing. He found me on the internet. He said, I can talk to you now because of some certain things. And, and the, when I first saw him, man, it was like, that is my brother. That is my brother for life. He knows things and stood with me on things. Now, you got to remember, from 73 to 2009 is a lot of distance. But when he threw his arms around me in that Marine Corps hug and I threw my arms around him, man, it was like we had never missed a day. It was a reestablishment 
of a Jonathan and a David that knew what it was like to swing the sword together. And it was instant reestablishing of our communication system. I'm talking about natural stuff. Shouldn't um, this be a little bit deeper yet among God's people? I never could understand when people want to leave this church and go somewhere else that all of a sudden I'm a bad guy. We're a bad church. I thought we were in combat together. So you get transferred to another unit. I'm Satan now. You didn't get your own way. You got your feelings hurt. Uh, I didn't deal with something the way you thought I should. And now I'm your enemy? See, there's something wrong with this, totally wrong, because you and I, not the blood of, of the enemy, you and I, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we should have the tightest spiritual ties, of, uh, much deeper than any soul tie, so that no one could steal you from me, and no one could steal me from you. I don't mean moving around the world and you moving away and living happily ever after or something. I'm not talking about that. That's control. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about no matter where you went, we love each other. We stand together. We still believe in each other. When, when, if I don't see you for three years, and I throw my arm around you, it's like an instant connection because of the covenant that we've had in Jesus Christ. Why are you saying all this, Pastor? Uh, because we don't have in the body of Christ what I'm talking about except for on a very small percentile. It's one of the weakest links. If you don't get delivered from having this connection with wrong people and wrong connections, you will sting for it. absolutely love bringing the Word of God to you like this. I hope you were able to watch the entire broadcast. If not, jump on our website and make sure you know when the next one's on and the next station. We're all over the place on television and you can come visit us if you want. There's information on the website about that as well. I want to remind you to get our series. That's what we're teaching on. How to break wrong soul ties. Once you tie a soul to a soul, it becomes extremely difficult to break that thing. That's why a lot of people, though they're good people, they live wrong, they get in a lot of trouble, they live in depression and darkness, they can't figure out what's going on. And it could be also, besides the soul tie, they are vexing their own soul. The Bible talks about this. We've been talking about it in the television series, but you can get it and go in even deeper. So order it now. Call in. Get it. You know what to do. Get on the website bookstore. Uh, breaking soul ties. you got to have it. I pray you know my Jesus. And if not, accept him right now. Say, Lord, come live in me. Come live in me. Change me. Redeem me. Change my path from damnation to eternal salvation. He'll do it. He turns nobody away. Then call upon us. 
We don't want anything from you. We'll help you. Tell everybody you know about the telecast, about the ministry. Send a seed when you can, and I will see you on the next telecast. Amen. <laughs>